I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Trigger warning for discussions of suicide and suicidal thoughts. Have you seen the QAnon guys running or trying to run, I think, for Senate? Oh, I think like in a race. I was like, good luck, boys. <laughs> Get out of your mom's basement. I don't know. Yeah, I think his bones might be a little frail. <laughs> um, did you see that, though? No. My question is, if he's going to come to the States, why isn't he being held accountable legally for all the, the chaos that he caused and instead running for wait he's so he's not in america where is he so explain to me riddle me what's going on natalie oh <laughs> sorry i, I thought you were already deep into this storyline uh welcome someplace underneath i'm natalie jean i'm amber nelson this has literally nothing to do with our episode but i just saw that today um the son of well the guy who's probably q he and his father are out of the country they have been for most of the son's life do we and know where they are uh, yeah, they were they were interviewed for a, an HBO documentary called uh, Into the Storm. Is okay. what it's called. Yeah, so they interview the guys. It's the it's the Watkins family. Anyway, it's weird to me. I don't understand why he's allowed to just um, evade. Well, I charges. guess it's like freedom of speech or something. I don't know. I it's mean, the same. It's those same laws that they need to change for cyber stalking, where maybe he didn't technically do anything illegal, but like he definitely made, put a bunch of lies out that made people go crazy. But it also was. I, don't I know. hate the internet. I hate, I it. hate it too. I'm also crazy and I say all kind of things on this little old microphone. So I feel like if you're going to arrest the QAnon guy, like I'm next. <laughs> I guess. You know what I mean, but he did like make government conspiracies and tell people to do things. Oh, no. I just talk about my ex boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's where you, it's different. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway. Speaking of boyfriends <laughs> and chaos. So. Initially, I'd been working on another series for this week, and I was planning on just mentioning Lauren Cho as sort of an acknowledgement of her, uh, because if you go by the headlines that you see about Lauren Cho, I don't know if any of you have caught it. It it was a bit of a, um, they were kind of pivoting off the Gabby Petito craze and saying like, why aren't you paying attention to these people, which is great. But, but they're still talking about Gabby Petito the whole time. Yeah, I mean, half the articles are about her. And again, please don't send hate to 
the potatoes not their fault that they're getting attention that we also want them to have attention. We just want everyone else to have that same energy. Mm-hmm. But they keep talking. They're just like, why are people doing this? I don't get it. And then like they just keep perpetuating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in those articles, it makes it sound as though the Lauren Show case is pretty cut and dry. Um, they're, you know, brief story. The brief synopsis is that she was out in the desert at a, uh, an Airbnb and she... Uh, was upset she walked in and she was suicidal and she walked into the desert and that she uh, died by suicide. Which like, there's so many ways to die by suicide. Walking in the desert, probably not one of them. Right. That's just like the most dramatic thing you can do. Yes. I'd rather walk into the ocean, to be honest. It's done faster. Yeah. So without reading past those headlines, it seems like Cho was experiencing suicidal ideations, that she was drunk and she wandered off this Airbnb compound into the desert, which is very sad. But at the very least, her family could be at peace knowing that she's not somewhere suffering because about a week ago, headlines came up saying that they had discovered remains in the area where Lauren was last seen. Uh, And that seems like, a oh, we're tying this up. This is going to be her sadly um right and well once I started reading about it a little bit deeper it's not really that simple and the media is sort of painting it as though it is and I was confused by that well I think because we were talking about earlier how the media wants like a pure virginal victim Mm -hmm. and Lauren Cho is I mean she's like a goofy theater kid which Mm -hmm. is like my heart really reaches out for this case because it looks like she had a purse that was like a rubber chicken you know what I mean? I feel like I could do some short form improv sure, with her. Sure, sure, sure. She's cool. She went to this weird hippie compound where they were like naked and doing stuff. So yeah, think- well, let's talk about that because that's not in any of the news stories. So that's yeah, that's a that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about on this show because that is not being talked about on the in the stories. No, sorry, I'm jumping the shark. No, here. you're all good. You're all good. I I said the same exact thing. Thought the same exact thing when I was reading about her. I I was like, oh. She seems cool and fun. I feel like we would be friends. Yeah. So, yeah, when you see those, oh, there have been remains found, it's sort of inferring that it's probably her, except that I haven't come across any reporting that suggests that. Um, Just that the police said they found something in, they couldn't identify the remains near where they were looking for her. And they're saying it might be weeks before they will know for sure. So... A bunch of information on this case is curious, to say the least. The more I was looking into it, I was just going like, wait, she was where? What? Who owned it? What are you talking? What? Hang on. What? This, this isn't nobody. I had to go really into her friend's social media, a lot of it, to find information because I think that they were reporting this as more of a blanket like oh look we're also nodding at this person yeah um yeah I, I sent you a link and it was just some some guy rattling off about like next you know bus drivers are gonna have to be in, in charge of their patrons yeah and men are gonna be tracked and I was like this has nothing to do but it had like Lauren show all of her stuff like all the hashtags yeah yeah that was definitely a, unhinged man an unhinged person was definitely right running that YouTube account <laughs> um so, well, let's do first things first with her. Lauren Cho, who disappeared on June 28th, 2021, sometime around 3 p.m. from a Southern California desert, who goes by L, by the way, so I'll probably be referring to her as L through this, 
she is 30 years old, Korean American, and she is originally from Hunterdon County, New Jersey, which is on the border of New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So the west side of New Jersey, not too far from Philly. Which is where you're from. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh, but I also lived in Philadelphia for many years. So I also consider that my home. Mm-hmm. She's extremely beautiful. Uh, not the most important thing, of course. But no, we only care about pretty people here. <laughs> Yes. Uggos, get out. Yeah, that's it. But <laughs> she, no, of course, she was, she's, you know, fitting in that she's a very, she's beautiful, um, very bubbly and vibrant looking. She also seems to be multi-talented. Elle has a Bachelor of Music from Westminster Choir College in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, she was in choir into, like you said, she was singing and stuff her whole life. She traveled doing that. There are, are more up, like current videos of her singing. She's a very lovely voice. Um, she was teaching music to uh, at a high school for a time. Aww. She is a black belt in Taekwondo. Hell yeah. And her sister says, quote, uh, she's a talented musician, an incredible baker, a hilarious and loyal friend, a strangely intuitive gift giver, and probably the coolest sister one could hope for. But where Elle really shines is as an aunt which is very sad because um, I think that Elle is very close with her nieces or nieces and nephews and her sister. So oh, um, my, if I go missing my nieces and nephews, I never see them. They'd be like, who's that bitch? Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. And so this is already a very, a family who loves and spends time with each other a lot. My nephew literally looked at a picture of me and he said, who's that lady? Really? Yeah, that's kind of sad. So, okay, yeah, back to the back to the pretty lady. (laughs) (laughs) Go, go visit. Are you not allowed? I can go visit. Let's let's go. Let's go on a trip. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. (laughs) I should do that. I'm just busy. I get it. Doing drugs in Hollywood. I know it's hard. It's hard. She had also gone into um, body piercing and was training as an apprentice at Diamond Heart Studios in Flemington, New Jersey, which is towards the center-ish of New Jersey near by where she grew up. Um, Very oddly, none of the articles I could find mentioned this whatsoever. Hmm. They called her a music teacher. I don't know if it was intentional or if they were just all copying from one source, but she very openly was a body piercer until she left and tattoos she had lots of tattoos on her she she had tattoos but she wasn't tattooing um but she did train to be and had started to be a body piercer and so at this place diamond heart studios a quick look at their shop they seem to be a really well-run responsible shop um really pretty uh nice nice uh setup nice location as somebody who worked personally in that industry for years i'm mentioning this because Back in the day when I was working there, laws and restrictions on tattoos and piercing are often really lax. Um, you come inside, we gonna get you hold up. Yeah. Oh, me wipe off the tattoo needle gun, the pierce gun. You joke, but not really that wrong from how it is a oh, lot of really? places. It's like uh, spitting on the wound. Yeah. And, you know, it's I'm sure it's gotten better since the 2000s, but most states regulate hairstylists way more than tattoo and piercing shops which is insane um so a lot of the time the discretion is left up to the you know the artists and the the owners and stuff and sometimes that's real gross 
um, when they're left to their own devices. So what I'm saying is she looked like she, she was training very professionally and responsibly in like a nice place. And that they were really considering an art form, like something she really cared about. The farthest back she appears on this studio's uh, social media is mid-late 2019. On February 28th, 2020, the Piercing Studio posted this on their Insta. Diamond Heart Studios. We're incredibly excited to announce that our piercers, Brian Jackson and Mia Snyder, along with our apprentice, El Cho, have been accepted as members of the Association of Professional Piercers. This means that all of our piercers are now APP members. Congratulations to our team for making this milestone. So she had, you know, taken that step to this career very shortly after this post, which again was in the end of February, 2020, you may recall another thing occurring on earth. Uh, COVID. What's COVID? I, I, would, I could just blank it out. <laughs> That's oh a God. fun little prank I like to play on people. COVID, what do you, I was just <laughs> in the woods for a couple of years. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh girl, you're so lucky. <laughs> uh, so, COVID comes to town right after this, right? So everything is being affected. Everyone's being affected. We're like, okay, we're going to shut down for two weeks. Okay, that's cool. Businesses are trying to figure it all out. On Elle's Insta account that is linked to this studio on March 13th, so just a couple weeks after that post about her getting, becoming a, a an APP member, March 13th, she posts under a photo of her smiling, leaning over a piercing client. Diamond heartthrob. Ahaha, look at the joy on my face during my first jewelry change. When Diamond Heart Studios opens again, I'll be doing jewelry changes under the watchful eye and guidance of my mentor. I'll be posting lots of pretty jewelry during our hiatus. Reach out to us to reserve your dream piece and let me put it in you. Wink. Winky. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and of course, stay cute. I am hoping so hard to see you soon and looking forward to showing my pretty things while we are apart. My loves. I like her. I know. She has a, from her post, you can tell she has a sense of humor. And, Positive and is energy. Joyful. Yeah. Yeah. And just a couple days after this, she posts this video. Reporting live from my bedroom without pants, it's me, Elle, your friendly counterperson and piercing apprentice. I just had a few words on our recent decision to temporarily close. So as you probably know, fresh tattoos and piercings require energy to heal, and that energy really needs to be focused on your immune system's fight against the highly contagious COVID-19. 80% of cases of COVID-19 are mild, but we certainly don't want to contribute to that other 20%, which would be much more serious. And of course, social distancing is important. We don't want to be exposing people to that virus if they are less likely to make it through as well as we do. Your health and safety come first. Pretty jewelry and rad tattoos can wait a couple weeks. They will still be there when this is all over. If you'd like to help us out at Diamond Heart Studios, feel free to get yourself an e-gift card through our website. With promo code COMMUNITY, you'll get 10% off of that gift card, saving you money for future pretty things. Your gift card purchase goes towards supporting the Diamond Heart staff while we are closed. If you cannot support us in that way, please go online and leave us glowing reviews on Google and Facebook and any other website where you can really do that. We benefit greatly from those positive reviews and we would love your help in that. I'll be posting plenty of pictures of jewelry in the days to come, so reach out and let us know if you'd like to reserve any of those pieces for future installation. I'll be doing jewelry changes under the watchful gaze of my mentor when we reopen. So please let me put them in you. 
I would love to put them in you. In the meantime, be safe, be smart, and do your part to flatten that curve. Stay at home. Don't socialize. And take She's care. She's so cute. Just, just seems like such a lovely person. Yeah. And it's so spooky, like, looking at this video where she's a lovely person. It's like I'm looking at a ghost talking because well, she's taken. Yeah. Hopefully she's not a ghost. I think maybe, you know, we don't know for sure what's going on. But, yes, it is scary to think about when you look at this. This was very recently in time. And now she's disappeared. And, you know, that's that's got to be just almost unbearable for her loved ones you know um i do when i see these kind of videos i feel like i would have been friends with her if we had known each other i was in fact when i was going through her facebook page um she had checked into a bar in 2014 that a friend of mine owns or used to own in philly it's closed now but i was there all the time in the same time period and we could have been there on the same night oh my um, gosh you know? It seems like someone I would get along with and she seems very thoughtful and just really weird to think about all the interactions you might have in life, you know, that we might have crossed paths at some point. So, well, as we all know, at this time, right around March 2020, things didn't go smoothly, let's say, for, I guess, the whole entire planet. Mm. Uh, So that two weeks started turning into more weeks and then months and... The body art studio had to shut down and suffer with most businesses across the country with no end in sight. So like many other businesses, they did what they could to keep the shop going, you know, asking people to buy gift cards, like she said, having people pick up online orders from outside the store, you know, just buying jewelry without doing the piercings, that kind of thing. It seems as though Diamond Heart Studios has made it through this pandemic, which is great for them. Uh, But just as Elle's piercing career was to commence she lost a lot of this ability to do piercing uh, right after she had gotten this, you know, oh. the APP membership. It was just like, no piercings for a while, kids. Wow. You work and you work and you try and you finally get it. And then it's like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Do you ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or a random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. So even after the strictest lockdowns were lifted, I imagine a brand new piercer wasn't going to get the same amount of interest as an established one in this time of, you know, extreme personal protection. Probably she wasn't the top of the pile. Yeah. She just hadn't had a chance. I mean, maybe if she was moved to Hollywood at that time, because there was a tattoo shop right around the corner for me and they were giving out $5 tattoos in COVID and people were lining up and there's like $5 tattoos. Yeah. And I was like, guys, <laughs> I think there's like better ways to spend $5 right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know some shops do that as a promo thing, but but in general, you want if you're gonna have a tattoo or piercing, you don't want to go for the discount, most discounted one you can find. <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you know, do your research. They might have a very good reputation and are just doing like a promo thing. But 
yeah it, just like plastic surgery you don't want to go now nah. find the lowest priced one usually. i had a friend of mine that got a um a discount plastic surgery in florida for a boob job and her like tits are cross-eyed and I'm yeah like, done that yeah nice. yeah 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 maybe she likes them looking at each other <laughs> so covid started to wear on l like a lot of us experienced probably um that is directly from her friend's commentary. They they had noticed that she wasn't having a good time with this. She was feeling a lot of anxiety. She seems very social, mm-hmm. like a bubbly lady. And like all these extroverts are now asked to like stay in their house. And she, yeah, she couldn't really do the job she had just trained for. Mm. So she is also known as a great baker and chef. So it was something she had actually hoped to pursue in her life at some point. Well, she decided now was the time and uh, maybe she was going to go get out of the city and head towards nature during all this and mm. and try to do something else in her life since this wasn't really an option right now. Mm-hmm. So sources differ slightly on the next series of events, but the general agreement is that Elle has an ex-boyfriend, maybe sometimes boyfriend. It seems a little nebulous. Um, his name is Cody Orell. He has a small tour bus and he had planned to drive from New Jersey to California and Elle decided to join him. Ooh, road trips. You know, you get pissed off in road trips. Yeah. And we'll get into this probably in part two more, but um, unclear about how stable their friendship was at the time. So according to newspaper the high desert star who interviewed cody when he was still willing to talk to the media he's since mia his lawyers i'm sure muzz- like muzzle yeah. yeah yeah he, he basically he he doesn't speak to the media anymore yeah. so according to this interview he did though at the beginning the two had met through mutual friends on memorial day and had hit it off what memorial day they are referencing is not clear which is weird but the most recent it could be is 2021's Memorial Day is when they met. It could be an earlier one, too. It could not have been 2021 because she left with him to go west in November 2020. Cody said he had always planned to come out west. So this seemed to be a little bit more of a snap decision on Elle's part. where She was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I mean, she was it seems like she was training for a piercer and then couldn't do it. And then was like, what is my life? And yeah. then here's this guy that was like, I'm going out west. And like, why not? Go yeah. To sunny California. Start again. Totally. I'm totally down for that, you know. So this is from Elle's the same Insta account linked to the studio. She posted this on November 5th, 2020. Diamond Heart Throb. My last day at Diamond Heart is November 10th. If you've enjoyed our time together looking at sparkly jewelry and would like to say goodbye and also get something nice for yourself, winky face, won't you come on by for a jewelry showing, jewelry insert, or fresh piercing? Let's pick something beautiful out together. One more time for old time's sake. You can call the studio to book or do so online at diamondheartstudios.com it would be a joy to see many of you again before I head west and then she lists the times she'll be there and then hoping to see you heart so yeah it's a heart and a worm <laughs> which was I don't know this was before ivermectin time so I'm not sure why the heartworm thing was there but it's maybe cute. it's the uh, would you love me if I was a worm maybe 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 According to Cody, they embarked on the journey shortly after this and reached Bombay Beach, California sometime in December. 
For those of you unfamiliar with this part of the world, Bombay Beach is a small community within a larger desert world uh, that's filled with people wanting to basically live outside of society. Desert is full of crazy people. It's full of eccentric people. That's it. Yeah, maybe I'm mincing my words here. <laughs> no, Excuse no, me. No, a lot of them are pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's eccentric people and also like um, single men in the desert, just alone and angry and just jerking off to the wind. They love the desert. You know, I say go for them. Okay. <laughs> that involves a lot of artists, of course. Uh, you know, people who want to live outside of society, but also, like you just said, loners. A lot of people in the throes of drug addiction. Uh, not to say drug addicts can't also be other things, but to be honest, there is a pretty steady flow of people who are there exclusively to do drugs and stare at the sky. Um, and, and again, go for them. That's fun. Go look at the stars and shoot up some heroin. I don't know. None of my business. No. If that's what they want, go do it. The area uh, of Bombay Beach, which is on the outskirts of Joshua Tree, which most people have heard of, it's pretty psychedelic. Uh, it's hard to explain without going there. Have you ever Have you ever been there, Amber? Um, the Salton Sea? Oh, no, but that's where like people like live off the grid and there's like no laws and no rules and no police. Close to, yeah, so pretty close. Um, it really is hard to explain the area, but all the area of around Joshua Tree and even Palm Springs feels almost supernatural in a way. The landscape is extremely alien. And the air, to me, always feels like it's sort of buzzing in a different way. Yeah, I do think landlines are a real thing. There's parts of this earth that are just have this magical feel. Oh, like ley lines? Ley lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, I agree. I believe that. Like New Orleans. That's a ley line, I think. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with that. I love that idea. And I, there are places where you go sometime and you just feel like the air is different somehow. I consider personally that area to feel that way. Uh, it makes sense why creatives and other such weirdos would be drawn to it. It feels otherworldly. The beach part of that title, um, Bombay Beach, is in reference to where it sits on the edge of the Sultan Sea. The Sultan Sea has sort of a spooky and very long history. The TLDR version is that it was a natural basin for millions of years, where for thousands of those years, the Colorado River had alternately flowed into the valley or diverted around it, creating a sometimes lake. It's not really a sea, it's actually a lake, uh, and a dry basin other times. So post-industrial revolution Americans they decided they figured all this shit out and they're going to dig into some stuff to make it a more permanent uh, body of water for farming reasons. But environmental precautions weren't super high on the list of concerns in the 1900s. So what they did in laywoman's terms is that they fucked up the land and water. Oh, no. In the 1950s and 60s, the area became a resort destination and communities grew with hotels and vacation homes. Bird watching was also really popular there. Uh, in the 1970s, scientists issued warnings that the lake would continue to shrink and become more inhospitable to wildlife. In the 80s, contamination from farm runoff promoted the outbreak and spread of diseases. There were massive die-offs die of birds, um, especially after the loss of many species of fish that were in the lake, uh, which they depended on for food. The salinity rose so high in the lake that large fish kills occurred, often blighting the beaches of the sea with mm -hmm. their carcasses. 
Do you think that's going to be like global warming for us? Because there's all these scientists that are just like, we're fucked. We're fucked. And we're just kind of like, la la, I'm going to go eat Chipotle. <laughs> well, the problem, I think, with all of that is while I do think we should all be very concerned with conservation and recycling and all those things and being a responsible citizen, it's really a I actually just pulled this list up. It's something like 500 companies are the responsible for all of, on the entire planet responsible for climate change, basically. So you're telling me the straw I didn't get for my drink doesn't do anything? It does do something. I very much implore people to not use single-use plastics as much as possible. It's one of the greatest evils. And the reason we still have it is because fucking people have money invested in it. Mm. It's one of those things. Like, yeah, it sucks. You're not going to change the world with your straw, but you are actually potentially not going to kill an animal. And also we need to fucking get rid of single use plastics. Yeah. And that's the end of my fucking soapbox. That straw is going to wind up in a dolphin's booty hole. Really? I mean, a lot of times it will. Um, I know we all sometimes use them, but, you know, it's good to be conscious of when you do and go like, I don't want to always take one of these things mm-hmm. and use reusable bottles. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, but I needed to say it. So... <laughs> uh, Anyway, so Sultan Sea and this Bombay Beach where they ended up in December of 2020, you can go there. It's not regulated in any way because of it basically was abandoned uh, when they were like, oh, by the way, it's really toxic here. Yeah, because they Everybody had these go. beautiful homes where people would mm-hmm. go and cause I saw a documentary on it. People would go and um, they'd live there as a vacation. Celebrities home. would go for vacation and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jet ski and la la la. Yeah. And now it's all abandoned. Yeah. And you got squatters in there. Yeah. And if you ever go do get a chance to, to take a trip up to the, the Sultan Sea, it's really cool. It's very scary looking. And you walk onto the sand and you hear it going crunch, 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 crunch. And you're like, that's very crunchy for sand. And you look down and the entire beach is made out of fish skeletons. Um, it's really crazy. So, but I recommended that the trip out there is, it's really wild. It's near Slab City, which people also have heard of. It's just, it's a bit of a wild west. So, you know, when everybody abandoned Bombay Beach, what Gen X and millennials did was see this abandoned and toxic ghost town and lake is like a symbol, man, about the greed uh, and entitlement of man, man. So we're like, we're going to come there to help by like becoming artists. To uh, be fair, that's exactly what I did in Bushwick. I mean, we all have done this. I'm a useless <laughs> human being. So Bombay, again, was once popular for, for getaways. And when everybody left, it became a ghost town. So by 2018, it was pretty populated. According to The Guardian, it enjoyed a rebirth of sorts with an influx of artists, intellectuals and hipsters who have turned it into a bohemian playground. So this is where Cody and Elle were drawn. They both consider themselves different kinds of artists and they wanted to kind of get off the grid a little bit. So this makes sense why they would want to go. Um, And they made friends right away with their fellow free spirits. Hey, you want to share a giant? I trade you giant for some pierogies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's basically the but it was. Um, so one of the permanent residents at Bombay Beach, a person who goes by the name RJ OK, says that once the couple was there, L somehow found and purchased a school bus. I think that there's just a lot of abandoned of, buses. Yeah. Um, and she began the process of converting it into a food truck. Yeah, because she's a chef. And again, why would she commit suicide if she's making a food truck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird questions. And, you know, when we go back about the, the suicide claims, 
a lot of us don't really know when somebody's suffering. So we have to always take that into account. But there were a lot of suggestions to, to maybe say that that's not what she wanted to do at the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, when she was there, she was like making all these plans. She had hopes and dreams and she was really excited. She had actually begun to convert this bus into a food truck. And it was one of her dreams is one of her goals. And while she was there in Bombay Beach, she also decided she wanted to try out some of her recipes for potential food truck offerings. So she began to host these dinners for the residents of Bombay Beach, which unsurprisingly made her a lot of friends. She's sociable. She's fun. Yeah. Just making this delicious food for everybody. Very, you know, would come have these communal dinners with people and everybody loved her. There was like, what's not to like, you know? So she seemed at the time to those people to be very happy and very engaged and hopeful. At some point during this time, it seems as though Elle and Cody came across a man named Tao Ruspoli, either in person or through a mutual acquaintance, who invited Elle to come stay at an Airbnb in the same desert world, but about two hours west, because he wanted a chef a private chef for his Airbnb listing. And from what I've actually learned from the internet, it's a little bit more akin to a commune than an Airbnb posting. I mean, that sounds like a cool job. You staying at like a beautiful Airbnb in the desert, Mm -hmm. making some croquettes and some Benedicts for people. Yes. That's great. Living the dream. Yeah, it sounds cool, especially somebody who wants to get a fresh start. I mean, not, that doesn't sound bad to me at all. This uh, this guy, Mr. Spoli, uh, he owned multiple properties in the Bombay Beach area and also out in Yucca Valley where she was asked to come be a chef. So sometime between December 2020 and June 2021, Elle and Cody set up a semi-permanent spot in this Airbnb posting that is collectively known as the Sea of Tranquility. I like the Sea of Tranquility. I like the sound of that. I feel like I'm going to get laid in the Sea of Tranquility. I think that's sometimes on the, the docket with them. But unfortunately, this is where Elle would disappear on June 28th, 2021, around 3 p.m. There are some, let's say, unusual, unique things in regards to this Airbnb situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, Airbnb hosts, they get a little too uppity. They make me clean. Why do I have to pay a cleaning fee and then clean also? Is I it mean, like that's that? true. I No, it's not like that. Is it <laughs> not like that? Exactly. Um, this is from the public Airbnb profile that you can go to if you want to stay at this compound. Sea of Tranquility is an eclectic and gorgeous artist compound two miles up a dirt road equidistant to Palm Springs and Joshua Tree National Park. Ooh, they sound like they're naked all day. Go on. I bet. Lots of great hikes with miles of government land, as beautiful as anything in the park just behind the property. Nobody under 18 is allowed on the property. Woo, woo, woo. Warning, Mm -hmm. red flag. Mm -hmm. Pool area is clothing optional. (laughs) Yeah. Most go naked in the hot tub, which is hot every day at sunset until 8 p.m. year-round, later on request. We try to cultivate an atmosphere of freedom, relaxation, creative community, and connection with nature. There are very few rules here, but here are some general guidelines. Jesus Christ, just come everywhere. Yeah. 
Please be as clean as possible when entering the water, especially no oil, sunscreen, etc. Make sure there is no dirt on your feet. Hmm. If you make your way over to the main house, please be careful that doors are properly shut and the cat doesn't get out. Pee anywhere but in the pool. Smiley face. Very open and liberal, and sometimes libertine. Wink. Oh, what is that? Libertine? Yeah, what is that? Like, openly sexual. Oh, I mean, I'm cool being openly sexual. It's just, this is like a lot, you know, environment. But of course, please be calm, kind, and respectful to all. I like that. We get many return visitors and have to remind ourselves that some of our dearest friends were once Airbnb guests. That said, we also enjoy and respect people's right to private experience. Please do the same. Can you imagine booking that and just being like, I'm just going to have a simple Airbnb. Like you didn't read the rules. Yeah. It's just like you and Henry, just like, I can't wait to go to the pool. Oh my God, there's naked people everywhere. Just dick out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is clearly a certain lifestyle kind of place. Uh, I do appreciate that they're extremely open about it. Mm-hmm. You, do, you should always on your Airbnbs read through the description, obviously. And it's, you know, someplace they didn't seek out necessarily, but were invited to and seem to enjoy. It It has a lot of high ratings. People seem to have a great time there. Um, but it is a little bit of an alternative lifestyle. Um, which, I mean, yeah, I love the sexual nature stuff. Be free, be wild. It's just like a lot. Like, what if I want to, like, eat a bunch of pizza and watch TV? You know, I'm not sexy. Right. It's that's not really the the, the mood they're setting here. So. Within the Sea of Tranquility, there are seven properties listed on this compound, plus a house where the owner, Tao, lives most of the time. I picture him in like a linen suit, like this not buttoned up at the top. I have feelings about him. We <laughs> might get to probably next episode. Um, we'll go back to him. Uh, it seems like there are some people who come here, you know, for one night, hang out because they found it on Airbnb and then drive off into the sunset never to visit again. marriage. Just, I bet half of them are travelers and they're just like, oh, let's check this out for a night. And then just leave forever. Hmm. Um, and then some people either stay for really long periods of time or they come back routinely. So there is a little bit of a commune feel to it. The properties I mentioned, by the way, that are listed vary from a tiny little one-room trailer to a full house. Uh, and they're all very cute and kitschy. They're very they're very much catered to the hippie Los Angeles crowd. Um, oh, my God. Uncomfortable chairs. That's what I'm picturing. Just food. Like, like, like a lot of quirky little decorations. Beanbag chairs. Yeah, kind of stuff. So there is a shared pool and the aforementioned Highly suggested nude only hot tub. Ooh, this cum floating in that. I'm going to get pregnant sitting in that hot tub. It's a very interesting turn of phrase to say most people go naked in the hot tub as though like that's not even an option. <laughs> it's not optional. You're the weirdo if you wear fucking panties. So uh, there's that. And then guests must go into Tao's house to use a bathroom or kitchen. So... Yeah, I guess. So if you're like lounging in the hot tub and you're uh, like, mm, I'm having a great time being naked. I got to go pee pee. And you can't pee in the pool like they said. You can pee out in the sand or you can go into his home. You have to go. And, but what if I got to go take a big stinky dookie shit? I got to go in this guy's stranger's house? Yeah. Uh, unless you want to poop in the grass. So those are your choices. Um so whatever, cool. Um, he also welcomes people to come spend time with him in his house while 
they stay there. He sounds like the Will Ferrell Lavas. Yes, he, a little said. bit, a little bit. <laughs> I, there's a little bit of that going on. He's also, he, he's, okay, we'll get into his backstory. It's wild. So whatever, it's not for me, but they're all adults consenting, it seems. Great job. Great. Uh, on that day, June 28th, Cody Orell's statement is that he and Elle were arguing that afternoon. She was upset and wanted her car keys, but didn't have them for reasons that haven't been confirmed. But there are several opposing accounts of why. Well, she had like a little bit of alcohol, correct? That's some things I read. That's also conflicting. Really? Story. Yeah. So much of this case is just, it's yeah. either copy paste or it's like conflicting info. Mm -hmm. Do you ever meet someone who seems kind of off? Whether it's a creepy neighbor or a random phone number that keeps calling you, Truthfinder has you covered. You can search for people by name, address, phone number, email, and more. Truthfinder can be especially helpful for running confidential background checks on anyone you're planning to meet from online dating apps. Go to truthfinder.com slash podcasts for a special offer. That's truthfinder.com slash podcasts to access your special offer today. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. So, regardless, Cody says they were arguing. He walked away from her and went onto his tour bus that they drove there in and wasn't looking for 10 minutes. And then in that time, he says, quote, there was a 10 minute window there and she evaporated in a phone interview to that High Desert Star paper. Wow, that means maybe somebody, I'm speculating, but maybe somebody saw the fight and they saw her leave and they're like, this is my chance. Well, this is a lot of the questions that I have that we're going to, we're going to address in the next two episodes. So... Tao's housekeeper from the Sea of Serenity compound claims that both Elle and Cody have been day drinking when this argument occurred. This, however, has been disputed by other people on the property. According to this uh, housekeeper's statement, Cody was preventing Elle from driving because she was drunk. We'll get back to that. After alerting others when Cody realized that he couldn't find her, he alerted the others who were staying on the property and an immediate search commenced. The people on the compound unable to find her called the police at 5.13 p.m., so about two hours and change later. Natalie, if you go missing, I'm calling the police immediately. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Initially, the police weren't taking this too seriously. Maybe they should have. Uh, I think they take the desert weirdos disappearances, quote unquote, I'm saying that not in how I feel, but with a grain of salt. I mean, it sounds like the um, Peru police right now. A little bit. She's a hothead. Yeah. And oh, you're weird. These weird nudists. So uh, I don't know. I don't want to get in. That's kind of I feel like at first they were just like, just another weird person is going to run into the desert. In the following days, like the couple days after the missing report, Sheriff spokeswoman Jody Miller told New Jersey media that there was no sign of foul play and show is considered voluntarily missing, which is frustrating on a number of fronts. One being if if she walked into the desert in the middle of a summer in the summer, there's a huge chance she got turned around and is lost. Not only that, less mentioned at first, 
is that if Elle walked into the desert voluntarily, she did so without her phone, her wallet, her ID, without food, and without water. Mm. At the very least, that would signify to me that somebody is in mental duress. Listen, I don't know what kind of wild shit desert cops deal with on the daily, but that is not okay to just say that's voluntary when they left without anything to protect themselves. Wow, just being like, fuck it, and then just go. And the the sheriff at first was just saying, well, she's an adult, she decided to walk into the desert. What? A local artist by the name of Jeff Frost whose work I actually realized I recognized when I had looked him up. He trends on Instagram a lot. He does these big painting and multimedia structure, sculpture-y kind of setups. Um, look him up. He's, his work is actually dope. Um, but he has been one of the people who's been boots on the ground the whole time looking for her from the beginning. And he early on expressed his frustration with the local cops. I can't figure out if he was staying on that compound at the time or if it was there's a lot of there's a bunch of places to stay right in that area so all of these art people all sort of intermingle wow um i mean of course this case doesn't have it has a lot of loose ends like you're is looking into art people like factually if mm-hmm. these are a bunch of accountants you know you'd right. be like she went missing at 5 15 i called the police up up up, up. here's my records yeah but these are like i don't know i just drew a bird <laughs> <laughs> like when did you call the police? Yeah, I think it's a little on both sides. Um, the he then goes on to say that a few days in, they had sort of quote unquote made up for their apathy originally, which I guess is good. But it seems to me that if you go missing in the desert, the first day is pretty important. But in the days following, they're come starting to understand that oh, she's not reappearing, and so we need to take this more seriously. From the get-go, one of the first headlines that has popped up about Elle is that she was suicidal. She's suicidal. She definitely committed suicide. She definitely died by suicide. No possible outcome but suicide. This is based on claims from the inhabitants of the Yucca Valley who had known her for a portion of this year. And also, apparently, according to an alleged diary entry that she had made, what a crazy way to commit suicide just to walk into the desert and uh i'm sorry we keep saying commit i know the proper terminology is die by suicide and i apologize for that um so the inhabitants of this compound and the people around it are the ones who keep saying that she was suicidal and while that doesn't mean that they're lying most of these people had only known her for a few months um and they are the ones sort of leading the charge on this idea This theory doesn't seem cut and dry when you go deeper into the story, but a lot of media outlets are taking the info from one or two sources and just copying it, I believe, like we just said. For one, here's a story posted by that artist I just mentioned, Jeff Frost, from just a few days after her disappearance. 40th professional SAR, police, volunteers, motorcyclists, hikers, and friends have concluded that Elle is not in the hills behind the property where we thought she went. No tracks of hers have been found. They correctly identified lots of ours. Our best guess is that she somehow hitched a ride out of here. At least that's what we hope is the case. SAR has nowhere left to look in the hills. 
This is why we've doubled down on flyers and efforts in the city. We were told the next 24 hours are typically the wait and see period of a search where someone is most likely to pop back up on their own. We certainly hope this is the case. Sometimes you wish for a nothing burger. So as, as you'll see here, the police cannot find a single footprint of hers. Which aliens is perplexing, but also doesn't really lean into the walking to the desert suicide idea. Yeah, you'd find her tracks. In a story almost a month later, the same artist writes, We're a few ways away from it being an entire month since Elle went missing, which is just as crazy as it is heartbreaking. A lot of people have been asking for updates. We really wish we had something more concrete to tell you, but nothing has changed. To recap, the first week was almost entirely a search and rescue operation with an enormous amount of amazing professionals out here combing the desert. Helicopters, volunteers, trackers. The conclusion they came to was that they did not believe Elle left on foot as they could not find a single track of hers. The police said that they were extremely confident she got in a car. Her phone, vehicle, passwords, and computer were turned over to the police in hopes they could see if she had been in contact with anyone. So... In that statement, he quotes extremely confident as though he is quoting the police. The police are saying here that they do not believe she left on foot. So was it suicide or did she get into a car? Was she taken by somebody? And if so, shouldn't this be considered criminal? She didn't have any form of ID or money of any sort on her. If she was trying to start a new life, say, don't you think she would have at the very least taken her pet bird with her with whom she was very bonded? Her parrot, whose name is Porkchop or oh, was was named Porkchop. That's a funny name for yeah. a parrot. Well, Porkchop was apparently allegedly very important to her and she would get worried if she wasn't near him for half a day. She gets stressed. The bird, by the way, became sick after she left and succumbed to the sickness. Baby bird. Oh, because it loves, it's a dinosaur with a heart. You think that she would just decide to bail on this thing that meant something to her to start another life? What's happening here? So are you saying that, is, are, are you saying that she called in some sort of drive-by suicide assistance with no form of, con she didn't have her phone on her. It doesn't make any sense what people are trying to say this is how what happened. Her ex Cody says he, quote, thinks she got into a vehicle with someone. He goes on to say on Sunday, and that is in reference to the Sunday later that week, she was going to go out to meet someone and wasn't saying who. I didn't pry into it then, but of course, now I wish he trailed off. Oh, so so the boyfriend goes on Sunday, like a week later, she was going to go out to meet somebody. Mm -hmm. She apparently Whoa. was dating again. They called each other exes, but it's not clear if they were still trying to, one side was still trying to make it work. It's not really, it hasn't been, it, nobody's pursued this. It's a complicated relationship here. Yeah. So who was this mystery person he's talking about? Cody has become practically invisible in the aftermath of this. Yeah, I couldn't even look at a picture of him. We were arc, like we couldn't, we, not even an image. Yes, uh, we're gonna go a little further into that next episode, but I don't even know if he had ever had a social footprint, but the he doesn't now. He's 
he's nowhere to be found. And the closest thing I could find with even a picture of him was a profile on Airbnb. Um, and I when, found a whole different picture of him. Right. And when, I was like, this is him. <laughs> when you Google him, a picture of somebody comes up who I don't believe is him. His Airbnb account shows a very different person. So again, I'm not accusing him of anything. Police detectives and private detectives alike have interviewed him many, many times, and he's never been considered a suspect as far as the public knows. But then where is she? He turned for 10 minutes and she disappeared without a trace. He was the last person to see. He didn't hear her run, see her get into a car. Maybe he was jealous because she's dating again. This is all speculation, by the way. Yeah, all speculation. There's no, so far, as far as we know, there's no evidence to suggest he did it. But he is the last person to claim to have seen her. There's also very little uh, of time frame publicly as far as like the other people who were there on the compound. So I want to talk about that too. To date, to at the time of this recording, there have been no traces whatsoever of her found in the desert. Wow. The remains that they found, again, at the time of this recording have not been identified. In fact, the wording, again, in all the articles noting this discovery have been pretty vague in how confident the police are that this body has anything to do with L. It was, in fact, found near where people were searching, um, but that's as far as they'll comment on it. Hopefully, we're going to know more in the days to come. There's more to this story, though, so we're going to revisit this next week and talk about some of the other elements that are very confusing to me. Yeah, but there's also like the body found. I feel like if you go missing in the desert, and the salty desert, wouldn't your skin be preserved a little bit more? Like, It's confusing to me that they were able to find everyone else's footprints in the desert, except for hers. There was no trace of her ever being there. And yet they're calling it a suicide, but also saying she probably got into a car. I don't understand how that can, both of those things could be true at the same time maybe even the cops are in i don't know no one knows yeah i mean i don't uh, who knows it could be fucking anything it could be aliens but but there's more to the story and i want to talk about it next week in the meantime if you were anywhere in that area at the end of june early july and you want to just go back and think about what you were doing and who you saw l lauren cho is 30 years old. She's 5'4". She weighs 110 pounds. She uh, was last seen Monday at 3 p.m. on June 28th in the Yucca Valley area. She was wearing a yellow t-shirt and jean shorts. She had no other form of ID on her. If you have any memory sort of pops back up into your brain, you can call 760-956-5001 or 760-366-4175. And she has a collection of tattoos uh, that I will post on the socials uh, that also haven't been shown that much in in media. And they, they seem to be important for identifying somebody. So yeah, I'll post them. She's got a little mushroom, a lamb. There's a a, the character from spirited away. She's got a Carvonigate tattoo. Um, These are not $5 tattoos, by the way, these are good tattoos. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So let's wrap it up here for, for this week. 
Uh, keep your fingers crossed for for Elle. Uh, you know, I feel like she's my little alt sister. And yeah. uh, she's goofy. She's funny. Yeah. And she's super. She's, you know, she just she deserves to have justice if something happened to her and her family deserves closure. And maybe even she's she could still be out there right now. She could be going through a mental break. She could have gotten into a car with somebody, but what does that mean? Like, where is she? Who is this person? And why are they so, why are people so pressed on making this a suicide? Those are my questions for this week. That's a big question. Why are people so pressed on making this a suicide? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, the you can follow us on Someplace Underneath if you want to look at else uh, info and you can follow me at the natty gene amber amber smelson all across the board let's cross everything that we can cross yeah cross your balls if you can that she's gonna be okay found somewhere okay and uh yeah this is uh amber and natalie staying saucy pert and greasy as always I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.